It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, Rich, I don't know what you've been doing all week, but I have been having fun. And you know what I've been doing? Having fun? Uh, no, tell me about it. Well, there's a quote. Uh, that I just came across this morning, as a matter of fact, but it really says what I feel. It says, no distance of place or lapse of time can lessen the friendship of those who are thoroughly persuaded of each other's worth. And we have been having a connection with friends from years and years ago, and have Christian friends met a lot in my life spiritually and encouraged me. But anyway, let me just start out. Let me start out with this song, because it's what I feel in my heart right now. Here it is. It's a beautiful morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's a wonderful day. Walking with Jesus every step of the way. He's got a blessing waiting for you today. It's a beautiful morning, it's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. It's such a good feeling, just to know that you're safe. Don't let your troubles stand in your way. It's a beautiful morning, it's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. The Lord has made this morning especially for you. He hopes that you will be joining in the work He's gonna do. He's got a blessing waiting for you today. It's a beautiful morning, it's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. The Lord has made this morning, especially for you. He hopes that you will be joining in the work He's gonna do. Got a blessing waiting for you today. It's a beautiful morning, it's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful morning, it's a beautiful morning, it's a wonderful day. You know, Rich, uh, in 1962, when uh, my wife and your mother and I came from the West Coast to start a Christian radio station, our, it was in Kansas City, and it was in the 1960s then that I first met our guest uh, that we have on the broadcast today, somewhere in the 1960s, because he was busy working for the Lord 
at what the Lord was calling him to do at that time. And uh, what's his name, Rich? Uh, Brother Matt Williams. <laughs> we call him Brother Matt Williams, exactly right. Now, what is your first recollection of Matt Williams? Well, I understand that he was the administrator uh, or headmaster at Tri-City Christian School in the Kansas City area. That's how uh-huh. I believe we first came in contact with him. But what did he do before then? He used to listen uh, to the Teen Temple broadcast <laughs> on KCCV in Kansas <laughs> City, and uh, that's how um, I think we first began to make contact. I tell you, so before, that's what endears him to my heart. And before then, he was working for Penny's Department Store. Yeah, in management, in management, absolutely. And then God called him into the work He wanted him to do specifically, and it was with young people. Yeah. It was to encourage young people. So here we have yeah. Matt Williams. i I got to stop talking about you and let you talk. <laughs> but so Dad, welcome to the Dad, Complete Dad, Show. What yeah. is it, Rich? Well, listen, but we have to explain this for our listeners because this goes back a long, long time because that's when I was a teenager and doing yeah. this Teen Temple broadcast, and Matt and his wife were some of our early, early listeners way back then. Yes, that's true, Rich. And then, in fact... Uh, I first entered the ministry when the Lord clearly showed us that he wanted us to leave the business world and enter the ministry working full-time uh, with teenagers. We started this Christian Teen Center hmm. out of our church. And uh, one of the right at the beginning of that, I actually had you come and broadcast Teen Tempo from the what we called the barn, oh. Raytown's Christian oh, Teen Center. You know, I had back wow, I forgot about that too. But <laughs> that brings so, back yes, old you old were, memories. Uh, there right from the beginning of yeah. that. Well, you know, we were all a lot younger back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know, uh, as I'm sitting here now, because uh, Matt, you were very young. You were just a young man. Young man. Yes, I was, 20, was young man. twenty-four years I old. I think you told me this morning you came to know the Lord because of the witness of your. Of your of your wife at that time, she was your girlfriend. You kind of liked her, and you thought, "Wow!" But she was a Christian, and uh, and she was very instrumental in your coming to know the Lord. No, that's very true. In fact, a principle that I I like to teach to teens is to be different on purpose. And the word "different" we think it means odd, but it actually means distinct unlike most others. And I was a college student. I was a junior in college at a state university. And uh, this young lady was a freshman. And we were on a committee together. And there was just something different about her. She seemed to have purpose about her life. And she just seemed to know where she was going. And she was just distinct from others. And she knew where she was not going. That's exactly right. In fact, uh, I got to know her a little bit, and I was just talking with her one night, and I said, uh, I knew her name. Her name was Donna. And I said, Donna, what's your major here at college? She said, I want to be a math teacher. But here's where the purpose came in. She said, because I want to influence teenagers for Jesus Christ. Really? Now, I had heard of math majors on that campus, but I had never heard of that kind of math major, that her purpose of teaching was to influence teenagers for Christ. And from that point on, I mean, I watched. That was different. And I wanted what she had. I had religion, 
but I sure didn't have what she had. Yeah. And I watched, and uh, it took a little while to sink in as far as yeah. my own indoctrination yeah. into religion. Yeah. But then a few years later, I put my faith and trust in Christ. And, and then I ended up marrying the gal. And that is the pivot point, putting your faith yes. in Christ, because that's proactive, isn't it? That it is. He died for all. He died for all. But it's our acceptance of his gift. And that's a proactive on our part. And uh, how many years ago was that? Oh, my. Well, that was uh, uh, a little over 50 years ago. Yeah. I was 24 years old when I was saved. Well, a little less than 50, I guess. Yeah. And uh, But uh, the, we ended up uh, getting married, and I was. I was in management for J.C. Penney Company. Yeah. I already finished college, and I had big goals for my life. I wanted to be a store manager, maybe a yeah. district manager someday. Yeah. was excited about that. But then I wanted to get that message yeah. that someone had shared with me of what the Bible said about salvation out to others, and God kept using that in my life. And so as a result, uh, he was clearly showing yeah. me through his word that he wanted me uh, to leave the business world and to uh, focus on devote ministry to young people. Devote yourself totally. You see, Rich and I have this quote that I've used many times, in God's great field of labor, all work is not the same. He has a service for each one who loves his holy name, and you to whom the secret of all sweet sounds are known, rise up, for he's called you to a labor all your own, because you could have lived your life as a wonderful Christian manager for pennies. That's exactly But God, right. absolutely. Man alive, uh, let me tell you, I don't have a voice for radio. I don't, have to, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to explain that or anything. The listeners already know that. But I'll tell you, it is what I believe God called me to, was to do what we've been doing now for I think 50, is it 57 years, Rich, about Radio Network? Uh, something, something like that. Like, and uh, let me encourage you, Dad, you do have a face for radio. I've heard oh. that people have complimented <laughs> me that way a number of times. Oh, uh, is that right? But I, I want to, yeah, and, and Brother Matt, thank you for your testimony because what you underscored is uh, it's not about having religion, but it's about having a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, and that is... That's what impacted my life, and then what? It, what had happened is my my wife, uh, now my wife, she had gotten saved in high school, uh, at a Bible club after school, and so she wasn't from a Christian home. I wasn't from a Christian home, but we wanted to get that message out to others. Mm. Yes. And so the Lord really, and He clearly showed me through His Word. That's what He wanted me to do. So. I guess I I guess Kansas City Youth for Christ impacted her life as a high school youngster. No question about it. And that's what we started was the Kansas City Youth hey, for Christ Club, and you see, initially where she was teaching math <laughs> at, at, uh, at Raytown Junior High School. Right? And Alan Vitey Metzger, as young people, uh, came from western Kansas or central Kansas. They came from some little farming community in Kansas, came to Kansas City, and they were not Christians, but it was the preaching of God's Word. It was the preaching of God's Word that... Really, mm. and that's when they gave their life to the Lord, and they said, we want to work with teenagers. We want to mm. spread the good news to young people. And they gave their whole life, they gave their whole life to working in the field and the vineyard that God had laid on their uh, heart. And Rich, you know, uh, we were looking, um, I was showing the Williams your speech at Hannibal LaGrange University, you know, where you mentioned that word willing. That mm. is the key word. 
it isn't the what, it's the willing. Could you just take a second and explain that? Well, yeah, Dad, just quickly. the Lord really won't show you his plan for your life until you first of all demonstrate to him that you're willing to do whatever he would have you to do. And I think that's the key for us in our Christian life is to be totally surrendered to the to the will of God in our life and then he will unfold it to you. Yeah. And so if we're willing to listen to his voice and and obey him and follow him with our whole hearts, then he will lead us and and uh, everybody has a different calling and uh, the key is to be uh, yielded to the Lord and listening to his voice and willing to follow him wherever he leads. And then the beautiful thing is he says you that I'll be with you always, even unto the end of the world. So he won't let you uh, send you out on your own, but he'll send you out together with him uh, into your area of calling, into your area of service. And yeah. I was thinking, as, as Matt, as you were talking about you know, whether or not you were born into a Christian home, even being born into a Christian home, you still have to trust the Lord as your own personal Lord and Savior. Someone once told me, years and years ago when I was little, that being were born, nine years old, being, think, yeah. being born into a Christian home no more makes you a Christian than being born in a garage makes you an automobile. But God doesn't have any grandchildren. God just has children. And you need to you need to uh, make him your heavenly father uh, on your own, and make sure that you have a personal relationship with him. I tell you what, Rich, we have been having with Matt and Donna Williams, and then their children, some from Canada, and some from Minnesota, and some from St. Louis, and some from Kansas City, all over the place. And here the children are with their children, uh, just enjoying. Um, but I want to take a moment first because I want to go on with Matt Williams' story. It doesn't stop, does it, Matt? I mean, you're getting no, older. By the way, I'm looking at ahead of <laughs> I'm looking at ahead of gray hair. That's How right. many grandchildren do you have? We have 18 grandchildren. Oh wow! So when our whole family's together, our five children, their spouses, and the grandchildren, there's 30 of us. Yeah. And uh, when you think of the impact that 30 can have, but again, we can't take for granted just because they're in a Christian home. And here again, it's their individual choice, but it is also the encouragement of what their parents planted in their heart early on, but then it's up to them, isn't it, to make their choice. It really is, and this week we've been having a great time, but a verse that comes to mind is uh, Psalm 34, 8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. And then it says, Blessed are those who trust in his name. Yeah. And yeah. that's really what we want to convey. We tried to convey that to our children. Now our greatest joy is watching our children try and, to convey and, their and faith to their children. And working with the student body at the yes. Christian school. Yes, it we'll is. talk about that more because God okay. has laid on your heart to go into the next step into other venues. Now listen to this though. I believe. I believe. That's the that's the statement. Here it is. I believe that God made the world and he even hung the stars. I believe we're living in the days like when Noah built the ark. I believe the story of Moses and how God parted the Red Sea. Oh, but most of all, I believe Jesus died for me. 
I believe that Joshua led God's children to the promised land. I believe that David killed Goliath with a little sling in his hand. I believe when Daniel was in the lion's den, those lions were gentle as could be. Oh, but most of all, I believe Jesus died for me. But most of all, I believe Jesus died for me. I believe a man will reap just what he sows. I believe the heavenly path is a narrow road. sins of all mankind and nail them to a rugged tree oh but most of all I believe Jesus died for me I believe if I had been the only one still the But most of all, most of all, I believe Jesus died for me. Oh yes, most of all, most of all, I believe Jesus died for me. Another thought I had when I was listening to that, it starts with me, doesn't it? Not to be boastful, but it's your heart first. And then out of your heart, do you care about others? Do you care about others? Do you share the good news? You know, we used to talk about the good news of the gospel. And when you got good news, well, you want to tell people about it. It isn't to win a contest, and it isn't to get ribbons, Sunday school ribbons, you know. Mm. It is to share the good news. I heard somebody say that uh, witnessing is like uh, uh, helping a starving man find where there's bread. I like that. So anyway, Matt, why? Um, what's next on your plate that God has for you? Because working with people and young people, but now you want to... They want to bring people together. Yes, that's true. I've had the privilege of uh, being a 
youth pastor, then associate pastor at a church for a number of years, and then the Lord directed us up to be administration at a Christian college uh -huh. to uh, train leadership. I've been very involved in training what I call biblical leadership because that's what the Bible talks about, uh, uh, what, what leadership was. The greatest example of leadership was Jesus Christ, who yeah. was a, a servant leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He even taught his disciples, you want to be great? Be a humble servant who sacrifices yourself for the needs of other people. Yeah. And so I've had the privilege of doing that as a pastoral staff and college administration. And the Lord has opened doors in the last few years. Uh, we've been actually doing leadership conferences, biblical leadership conferences for, for teens in Christian schools and youth groups and just a number of areas for years. And now it's opening up where it's also in churches. It's also definitely to uh, youth groups. You know, I've got such a passion today in our ministry, which is called SLC, Student Leadership Conferences, but we have a passion uh, to be as aggressive with God's plan as the world is with its plan. Mm -hmm. Because sad to say, we live in a world of opposing values with a very aggressive strategy, and so we're seeking to be more aggressive with getting out what's God's plan mm -hmm. for life life purpose. And even, Mr. Bott, as we've been with you this week, and I keep hearing two words from you, and that's, uh, first of all, purpose. And, you know, life purpose. What is our life purpose? We're here to glorify God. We're here to grow in Christ's likeness and to get that message out, not only yeah. the teens, but then the parents of teens, and to come alongside of parents, come alongside of local churches and ministries. And we try to say, we used to say we help good kids, become godly servants. Because everywhere I go, I'll hear people say, we just have some good kids in our church. Well, that's great. But see, God's standard, we shouldn't be content being good when God's standard and his command is to be godly. And yet we need to get that message aggressively to parents and to ministries and really try to help us to be those biblical leaders. Leadership, yeah. leadership is influencing others, and yeah. we get that to others. See, and, and it isn't when you use the word godly to be boastful, to right. be proud or anything no. like that. You see, uh, kind of like Christ-like, mm -hmm. Christ was a servant. Yeah. Christ was a servant, yes, it was. and he died for everyone. And when they say godly, that he, he's the son of God. He's part of the Trinity, you see, to, to do whatever you can to share the love of Christ with whomever. Well, that's very true. Yeah. You know, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, it says in verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Have the mind of Christ. Then it goes on to say, well, what did he do to... Uh, he made himself of no reputation, yeah. took upon him the form of a servant, and he became obedient unto death. See, mm -hmm. he knew God's purpose for him. Yeah. That right. was to die for us, for our sins, and our purpose in life to glorify him. I remember Woodrow Kroll used to sign off the Back to the Bible broadcast with, uh, he would say, have a good and godly day, for of what purpose is a good day if it's not also a godly day? Oh, man, I, I remember that. that. And uh, then godliness that. with contentment <laughs> is great gain. Then we're back to that word purpose. Yeah. And purpose, of course. And you know, the thing I have enjoyed uh, revisiting all of the years that we've known each other, Matt, is you are a, you have a vision. You are a builder. You are reaching forward. Doesn't matter how old you get, you're not 
you did not stop moving upward and moving onward. Now, here is Carol Robinson. If you don't have a dream, that's where it starts. Here it is. If you don't have a dream, how can your dream come true? If you don't have a dream, where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone, it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be if you don't have a dream. If you don't have a dream, the chance you will lose. God wants to bless people just like you. If you don't have a dream, there's only one thing to do. Put your faith in Jesus, your life he'll redeem. If you don't have a dream So whatever you do Wherever you are Give Jesus your best And reach for the stars If you don't have a dream Life will pass you by The things God can do You will be surprised He loved you so much On a cross He gave His life Make today be a day That counts for eternity If you don't have a dream How can your dream come true if you don't have a dream? Where's your life headed to? God has a plan for everyone, it seems. But you'll never be the best you can be if you don't have a dream. Time goes by. Time goes by so quickly. Rich, give the listener comment. Line. We'd love to hear from our listeners. One eight hundred three four five two six two one is the listener comment line. One eight hundred three four five two six two one. All right. This is Dick and Rich Bot with our good friend from many many years, Matt Williams. Uh, God bless you. Uh, this is a complete story as a public service, by the way. See you later. Mm-hmm.